Hey friend, I am so excited you're here. I'm Marianne Anderson. You might know me from This Loud House on Instagram, and I have a secret to share with you. I'm not really an expert, but I have a ton of friends who are. And each week you can join us for inspiring, fun, and practical tips on how to decorate your home, organize your space, take care of your body, chase those dreams, rock that outfit you just got at Target. And girl, we're going to help you with what the heck to make for dinner too. This is the Life Sunny Side Up Podcast. Welcome. I have the absolute privilege of sitting down with an amazing woman. She is so wise and so authentic and humble and just full of grace. This is my conversation with Dorothy Dirsch. You guys, I asked her for a bio and I just want to share her words with you because she says it so much better than I could. If you ask me how I seem to know so much about parenting, my usual answer is because I'm old. But the reality is I have had more face-to-face time with intentional parenting than many people. As a mom of eight, we cycled through the same local preschool for over 15 years straight, and we're going on 20 years of having a middle school student. If I ain't cray-cray yet. If you count each child as a unique relationship, I have accumulated a total of 196 parenting years. So there's that, but mostly I'm old. Our eight children have five different fathers, yet... I've been married to my first and only husband for over 35 years. I've trained and worked as an RN for a decade before staying home to manage our crew. I believe being a Jesus follower is my calling and part of following Jesus is helping others orient themselves towards him. Get ready for an amazing conversation with my friend Dorothy. So if you love this episode, friend, I want you to do three things, okay? First, subscribe, and then that way you never miss an episode, and I'd love to hear your comments, so make sure you leave one of those too. And you can take a screenshot, and you can post it on Facebook and Instagram and share with your friends. Make sure that you tag me at This Loud House, and you can use the hashtag LifeSunnySideUpPodcast. You guys, what a treat it is today to sit down with my friend, Dorothy. You know, Dorothy, I don't know if, well, I'm sure you don't remember this, but five years ago, I was at Mops and I remember that you sat at my table and you just had this presence about you. I had just had my fourth baby at Hot Mess Express Land. Just like peace and grace is what I got from you. And I thought, wow, here's a mom that I know has been through all kinds of things and as a mom of eight children. And I just, I, I just wanted to be in your space. And then you spoke and it was even better. And so I'm just really excited to chat with you today. So thank you for being here. All of that being said, and for our listeners who, you know, might not know who Dorothy Dersh is, please uh, tell us a little bit about yourself. Dorothy Dirsch. Ooh, she's an enigma. (laughs) Although she is currently a 55-year-old woman who is mother to, I say nine, although we have eight children who are legally ours. We also brought a 19-year-old in through the foster system. So she's ours, but she's not legally ours. So I say I'm a mom to nine. I'm officially a mom to eight. 
and married 34 years to the same man. We have built our family through biology and adoption, and all of those stories are a little bit different. And I have a real passion for parenting and a passion for young moms specifically, because it's such a big job Mm. and it's just overwhelming all the time. And uh, parenting now a 14-year-old up to a 31-year-old, every single relationship is so different. Mm -hmm. So I guess that's who I am. You know, I think it's so cool that that's what your passion is, is for young moms, because I feel like it can be such a, I know for me, it was a very scary place and I felt very inadequate. I felt, oh gosh, everybody coming at me with all of their opinions, right? And just needing somebody to say, hey, guess what? You're going to mess up and it's going to be okay. And you got this. And I feel like your, your message is so beautiful to young moms. But I want to go back before we even get into all of that. We were laughing before we started recording. We're like, oh, what a story. What, so many layers. What are we going to actually talk about? But I would like to hear the story of how you and the mister met. I just think that's interesting. Over 30 years to the same man and still very much in love is definitely something to celebrate. So take us back. How'd you guys meet? We met because my oldest brother, who's nine years older than me, became a science teacher in a small Christian school, and it was five hours away from our hometown, but we would go visit the brother, Mm -hmm. and uh, David was involved in his school really, you know, elbow deep, and uh, we would go to school events. Also, because the school was connected to his church, we met church families there also. Mm -hmm. And so we met when I was in 10th grade and he was a junior. Oh my gosh. And kind of had that initial, okay, there it is. Laughingly, I say, there's five children in his family. The first four, no, first three were boys. And I say that I took pick of the litter. Because I love the in-laws. <laughs> oh, I love it. <laughs> so I'm sure that some of the brothers may, or sister-in-laws, I guess, would disagree with me. <laughs> right, have an opinion. But I still have the opinion that I did take pick of the litter. The first three boys were close in age, and I, I really could have pursued any of them. But apparently the feeling was mutual enough mm. that he pursued me, and we've dated... Since I was a junior in high school, dated um, junior and senior year, I took six months off of my senior year of the relationship. I say I I took six months for bad behavior, but it was <laughs> You're so great. I love it. He was at college by then, and I was doing all my senior year things without a date because we were exclusive. It kind of sucked, so <laughs> I wasn't that much in love yet. I broke up with him briefly and then by my freshman year, the next year at college, and we had already planned on, we we both were going to the same college independently, right? but we ended up at the same college. And so as I watched him date other women, it's like, "Mm, not working for me. Yeah. Yeah. So we had the, by Christmas, first semester, I watched him date around and then at Christmas, like right before school broke, we went out together and the discussion, as he recalls it, would be, 
that, okay, I'm interested in dating you again. Mm -hmm. And I agreed, I'm interested in dating him again. He said, how do we do this? And I said, if we date again, we'll get married. Oh my gosh, I love it. (laughs) I was not going to be exclusive without the purpose. And so really, that's how it came about that we dated for six years. And we were celibate through six years of dating. Wow. And got married. And that was 34 years ago. So I guess we've been an item for 40 years which is a little bit horrifying that I can be that old. I mean, it's horrifying. (laughs) Like, how did this happen? So uh, I just, what a beautiful story though. And I love that your purpose, have you done the Enneagram? Do you do any of that? I do. I dabble. Yes. What's your your number? I'm pretty sure. I'd say I'm a 95% sure that I'm a three. Uh-huh. Interesting. Um, I'm kind of a performer. I'm yeah. being in front of people and making people love me. And um I'm also have the two wing as that helper. Yep. But I dabble in the four of the pathos and the emotional. Whatever. Yeah. Yeah. Um Mark is definitely a five. That's interesting. My husband's a five as well. So Somebody said to me, the Enneagram, it helps us really be more empathetic with, yeah, we learn about ourselves, but I love it, understanding other people, right? And really being able to connect. I think that's really cool. So, all right. My kids, but Enneagram and my kids. Oh my goodness. the language. Like I already, I knew she was like that, but now I have language to say, honey, you're a peacemaker. So if you have an opinion, you need to Mm -hmm. let your friend know your opinion. Oh my goodness, yes. Like she can absorb that instead of me saying, stand up for yourself. Right, right. And I think that, you know, so many times we're trying to change people and instead of doing that, it's who they are as a person and then helping them be healthy in that, you know, in that person. I think that's so true. And we're going to talk, I can't wait to hear all of your teenage advice, but I want to know what it was like. So did you guys have, Mark goes through medical school and you guys are married, right? Which I know is a very intense time. Do you have babies at this point? Backing up slightly on the medical school and the marriage was, I was in a four-year BSN program, so I was going to get my nursing degree. Gotcha. And little promo for anyone who is discussing degrees, nursing, if you can stand all the blood and guts, then nursing is such a great job from a parent who wants to be in and out of the home. It's just a great job, but that's totally separate. I was on track for my nursing degree. He was a year ahead of me. So he graduated and I could take my RN, um, my board's. Right. At the very same time, if we married and then I transferred, I ended up going four years for an associate's degree. Oh my goodness. <laughs> and it really was a wise decision. I didn't want him starting medical school without me. Yeah. So yeah. I didn't want all those bad habits. I wanted to be part of the bad habits. Yeah. Yeah. And and go through it together, <laughs> which I think is is great. And for your relationship and yeah. all the things. So when did you guys... When did the baby start coming? It would be our third year of medical school. Okay. So got pregnant toward the end of the second. Mm-hmm. And Jonathan right at the end of his second, beginning of his third. And those years, because he was doing surgical training, many of the months, he 
would go in at as a student. He would get to the hospital by five, by five o'clock wow. a.m. and then do rounds and then go back and round with the residents and then go and do the third rounds on all the same patients mm. with the attending physicians. Right. Then he would come home and he had to do the tail end and be the last person to leave after tidying up all the odds and ends. So his days were really long. It has changed a little bit in medicine now, but that's what that's what our life was like. When Jonathan, who happened to put himself on a three-hour schedule, I thought it was a really great mom. But then I had more children and realized he's just one. <laughs> right. Right. I so agree. He ended up awake at 3 a.m. And I would go put him in on his daddy's chest. And they would spend five minutes together. Mm. And I'd settle the baby. I'd go back to bed. And Mark would be gone before the baby would wake up again. So several months like that, there was a lot of single parenting. And as a brand new mom, I was pretty comfortable with childcare. Mm -hmm. I'm the youngest of my family. So I had nieces and nephews by the time I had my own kids. But the emotional part of being in a house all day, right? doing the, you're the one who has to schlep them to the car and schlep them downstairs to the laundry. We're in an apartment and those things. And that's when I lived much more in my four mm. um, portion of, <laughs> was developing my four wing of the um, emotional depths. Yes. yes. <laughs> oh, I mean, it's, it, I feel like the days and nights of early motherhood yeah. just blend together. You know, there's no separation. You don't, it, time is so slow. Hey guys, so if you never want to miss a podcast or any of the scoop that's going on around here, go to www.thisloudhouse.com and subscribe to our newsletter. You get all the fun freebies that I send out and you can join our amazing community. Again, it's www.thisloudhouse.com and subscribe. Because I know we have a lot of young moms that are listening to this and they're like, yes, I feel like I'm drowning some days. How did you get through that? And did you deal with postpartum depression at all? I did not. I was really fortunate in that. I didn't. That's a whole nother thing. I know. That's a whole different beast than my experience. So my experience would have to be just the chronic. We had babies every two, two and a half years, Mm -hmm. three in a row. That third one was a doozy. So we waited three years to yeah. catch your breath. <laughs> but just the focusing on what my real job was and not feeling bad for me because I was able to see this was a season. So taking care of yourself is great always. Mm-hmm. Water and rest. If you can manage those two, that's huge in getting yourself to a healthy place to be with your people. Yeah, But I did recognize it was a role I wanted to do well in. And then even the down parts of this, when I was sobbing on the couch, because usually it was actually the kitchen floor, that I was sobbing on the kitchen floor, because I just can't do this. Right. Um, There was that thought in the back of my head that I, I know I can. Like, this is not going to be forever. 
Yeah. And I do think that was probably what helped buoy me through necessities. And then reaching out. That would be another big one for me. After we were in residency by the time Ian arrived, she's our third. And being able to have the camaraderie, even if it wasn't physically with Mm -hmm. someone, at that time it was on the phone. Being able to talk to other moms, talk to my sister, talk to non-moms. Right. Just being able to hear some voices other than the little ones in my house. Yeah, I so agree. It took me forever to finally say to my mom who would come over and ask if she could fold some laundry. But I was always like, no, I got it. I got it. And I think finally she's like, well, give me your dang laundry. I'm going to fold it, you know, and being able to say it's okay. And I used to get annoyed when people would say, oh, this too shall pass, but it really will. It will pass. You will sleep again, you know, and having those bare minimums, like you said, sleep in water, uh, rest in water. That's really all you need. You can shower every once in a while and it'll be all right. (laughs) I used to say it was a good day. I got my right leg leg shaved. (laughs) I feel you, you know, I feel you. And I think that once you realize that it, it really helps with some of that mom guilt. And I don't know if you experienced this, but I know as I was having babies, as the older ones were being more involved in like school and that kind of thing, I wasn't really able to be the room mom and do that because I was still at home nursing the baby and I struggled with that. And I thought to myself, oh, I'm such a bad mom. I'm missing it. And now I realize that i not having babies and the older ones are still here and it's okay. Like they're fine. I didn't need to be yeah. at the preschool party, you know, but I would love to hear your thoughts on that. I don't think I realized it as a mom. I I really did keep it as this is a a beautiful job. I want Mm -hmm. to do this beautiful thing. I know this season will be past. I think once again, looking back, the idea that my relationship with each one of my nine is unique. Mm. And the mom that John had when he was five is not the same person that... Justin or Austin or Ben, I was a much smarter person (laughs) when I parented my younger ones. And that's okay. It's their experience. Yeah. His mom wasn't a room mom. This one is a room mom. So what? Ultimately, they have a mom that loves them, right? (laughs) Yeah. That is fully committed. And now did you, I know that your faith plays a big part uh, in your life and you guys have done so much work in the community and missions and that kind of thing, but how did that help in those early years? Oh my word. If I did not have the knowledge that God had given me this child for this moment, I do think I would have struggled way more than I did. And it's still a struggle, but just that knowledge that God is in this thing and he can empower me to do and be all the things that I can't do or be. Honestly, I would just crawl up on his lap sometimes and be wrapped in the comforter in ways that you can't describe. It's real personal. Yeah. Of just how he would meet me when I really needed to be met. Mm. And pick you up off the kitchen floor, so to speak, yeah. in those moments, you know? Absolutely. Yep. So yep. you guys have four kids and then you decide to have really five more. No, no. Correct. I mean, be. we decided to have two more. 
Oh, all right. Tell us. How did that? When Austin, who's the fourth. Mm-hmm. Well, you know what? I have to back up in, in the story to uh, parenthesis. I don't even think you're aware of. Maybe. We had our first in 88, our second in 90. Two years later, right on track, we have our third going to arrive within days of our second's second birthday. So mm-hmm. they were like, we're, we're getting them out two years at a time. That gave me enough breathing room, but still close enough that they would be, you know, good friends and all the things that we hope. Right. I was pregnant with a girl and at 27 weeks, we miscarried. So it was late in the pregnancy. It was obvious. It wasn't one of, I also miscarried very early in a pregnancy. That Mm. was really just a blip emotionally to me. Right. This is not a blip. This is a huge part of the story of our adoptions, actually. Ashley was born at 27 weeks, stillborn. She had some birth defects that she would not have survived. Anyway, had had we carried her full term and meeting God, meeting me in that, I think, set me up for the rest of my parenting years. I was physically ill because I became septic. I was emotionally distraught, but God had done some really beautiful, intentional work in my heart before we lost the baby Wow! because my husband was sick. Mark had had some issues that I thought I was going to parent three children on my own. Mm. He had some significant health issues. And because we were a young family looking for insurance on him, he refused to go get anything checked out until he had the insurance in place in case it was something really bad. Of course. As a medical family, of course, it was going to be really bad because we know all the really bad things. Right. You see all of it. Oh, my gosh. So this is going on before. This is while I am pregnant. Oh, my goodness. So I am looking at there is a really high chance that the symptoms he has will end up in that he would die. I mean, that that really was a distinct probability. And so God had worked in my heart that my family was his. And if I had three kids without a dad, then that's what he was going to have to do with Mm -hmm. me. And he would allow me to do that. So I had really ultimately given like just that face on the floor, sobbing kind of surrender to what you have for us. I'm okay. I'll be okay. Mm -hmm. And then... We lost a baby. Wow. Uh, not at all expected. And it was several things during my prenatal checkups were missed. And wow. I just think that that was, once again, God's intentionality, knowing that this was a pregnancy that wouldn't go to term, mm-hmm. that he didn't also burden me with the knowledge of that too soon, that right. he was protecting me. So we lose a baby. And uh, my husband's response was anger. Mm. which is just part of what God has worked out of him. Right. And my response was really the the deep work of grief mm. and how that looks different for all of us. But it really gave me an empathy for grieving and the yeah. unique ways that we all do that. 
So now we come forward to, we have four healthy children. We have a baby who is two mm-hmm. and I have the baby itch. And we were really certain that like after, while I was carrying the fourth, I said, Mark, we cannot do this again. My body is like done. Five pregnancies. Right. My body's pretty much done. Don't talk me into this again and don't <laughs> let me talk you. It's not happening. <laughs> and so we made some final plans after that discussion. Uh-huh. That we don't have any more children biologically. And we really did think we were done because I'm, I'm still occasionally on the kitchen floor crying. Right, right. I'm a much more mature mother, but I'm still there on regularly. I'll say occasionally, but it might have been regularly. <laughs> so I threw out to him a... I think maybe there's a couple more children out there. Hmm. And he said, you are freaking crazy. And I was okay with that. I said, all right, yeah, I am. My prayer at that time was very open-handed. If this is God working in us Mm -hmm. to bring more children into our home, great. You're going to need to work on my husband. If this is just me wanting a baby because right. I do love me some baby, then I was willing to give that up, but God was going to have to take it. Mm-hmm. And that, that was fine. Yeah. I was fine with that. And my husband came home around my birthday and said, you know, as I was driving home from work tonight, it occurred to me, which we both know is the Holy Spirit, mm-hmm. that... Um, you have stood behind me on every desire I've had. Every time I say we need to move, every time I've changed jobs, you have stood behind me. And this is the one thing you have asked in this marriage that is out of the norm. Wow. And it would be wrong of me to prevent what God's doing in your heart. Mm, that's a good so, man right there. That is. If you hear him tell the story now, he also thought... <laughs> But she didn't tell me at the time, no birth mother in her right mind would choose someone who already has four children. That's hilarious. <laughs> he thought it was a safe hedge. Right. <laughs> like this is never going to actually happen. Yeah. But I'll do this for the woman. So, right. right. Oh, um, my goodness. So we did. We started the paperwork. We weren't in any time frame. It's like, okay, we'll do this. We'll get ready. If God drops a baby on our doorstep, great. We'll be ready. Mm-hmm. Um, finish the paperwork, send it to the agency we're, we were using. And they told us 15 to 18 months, don't even call us. We won't show your profile for about that length of time because of the number of couples ahead of you. Wow. All right. So we're settling in. We now have a four-year-old she must have been six and a half, almost seven, nine and 11 was about the ages. Mm-hmm. And instead of 18 months, it was three weeks later that we got a call and said, there's a baby boy in Arizona that was oh born yesterday. Gosh. Are you interested? Wow. Wow. <laughs> so he actually has, I mean, the details of God working in Mark and my lives and in our schedules. Yeah. I mean, there's things like I picked up the phone to call Mark. Mm -hmm. And while I am dialing the home phone, the phone is yelling at me. Hey, hey, I'm here. He had called home at the exact moment and I had picked it up before it rang. 
to call him. Oh my goodness. So he was already sitting at his desk. <laughs> you know, wow. they had to chase him down. We were both already fully present, expecting to speak with each other. And I said, do there was a baby boy born in Arizona yesterday. Are we interested? He said, Oh, wow. I have to come home. <laughs> yeah. Holy cow. So he headed home and there are some other details about it that we ended up the next day on an airplane. I ran it by my good friend, Jana, who's just a soulmate of mine. Mm -hmm. Jana, do you think this is the baby we've prayed for? And she said, Dorothy, if you don't take him, how will he learn about Jesus? Mm -hmm. And it was like, you're right. Probably 11 or 12 minutes later, my oldest son walked through the kitchen. I said, John, I don't know. This is so, so fast. Mm -hmm. We've been praying about the babies. Do you think this might be your brother? And he said, mom, if we don't take him, will he still learn about Jesus? Oh my goodness. Okay. Okay. I literally hands down. I got it. Face upward. I got it. We'll pursue this baby. And so that, that was our first adoption. Hey, y'all. So if you would like to join our community on Facebook, we have a special group just for you. You can continue the conversation off the podcast online. Simply join the Life Sunny Side Up podcast group. Just search in your groups. It'll come up and I will be so excited for you to be a part of this amazing community.